there's nothing like saying, Holy Ghost, use me. I am really seeing the significance of Holy Ghost being our comfort as a description on the inside. Telling us what to do, what not to do. And every time we listen to the help that Christ has given us, we remain on top of a thing every single time. And guess what? Even if we learn a lesson due to not listening, we still remain on top of a thing. Come on, somebody. God said we always win. Not we always win when we're thinking to do the right thing. Practicing the right principles. No, we always win without us doing anything. Because Christ did everything that afford us to win. That afford us to be seated in heavenly places. He did. I have what I have. You have what you have. You can grab what you can grab. I can grab what I can grab. Because of the God that we have. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. I want you to really meditate on John 6, 18 through 23. And it talks about how a storm arose. And they have moved and sailed and paddled, strolled away 25 to 30 forelongs. That's about three miles away. And they begin to see Christ approaching. But before they knew it was Christ, they seen a man approaching and they got scared because that man was not on no boat. He was walking on water and they was in the boat strolling on the water. Wait a second. No, it is I do not be afraid. But let's back it up for a second. Now, how far away from the shore they was again? 25 to 34 loins. That's about three miles away. They have strolled away, paddled away. Ain't mean to tell me you saw Christ when you were 34 loins away? From the shore? See, sometimes when we think about it, we think about he just took one step, two steps. No, that was Peter that took a couple of steps. No, Christ walked on the water. He became a car on top of the sea. Because we drive miles and miles a day. Three miles he walked on water. So we can imagine Christ's thought process. He already know. They already gone. 
I can get another boat. I'm a carpenter. He's probably the one that built that boat. Every time you hear this, that's the devil being smacked with the praise. Jesus. And he decides to walk. See, he's not walking regarding no reputation. We already know that Christ didn't really want to be seen much. Because every time he healed people, he will depart and say, it's not yet my time. Some will look for Christ and say, where he go? It was the man, he was right here. I mean, it's not yet my time to be magnified. And he's walking. And he's walking. Sea creatures in the water. And he's walking. Giving God praise. Thanking God. As he's walking. Talking to God. Looking at God from where he sits. And also see himself still sitting there. And knowing he's here for us in the flesh. So he's seeing himself in a different identity. Looking up at God and God looking down at what he has called him to do. Looking at his assignment here in the earth. Looking at his assignment here in the earth to be fulfilled. What's so amazing in Genesis God said to Christ, now it's time for us to make man. And there goes John in the island of Patmos, which is a small island in Greece, had a revelation that Christ, once Satan got kicked out, Christ stood up and said, now it's time for salvation. So during that time, Jesus, God said, now it's time for us to make man. And in between the war, that broke out in heaven and the demons got kicked out. There were fallen angels became demons. Satan himself got kicked out and Christ stood up and said, now it's time for salvation. Salvation started first in the kingdom because people Begin to really read the word that God is saying as to what taking place in the kingdom and not here in the earth first. There was a war that broke out in the kingdom. Strongholds, chains in the kingdom. Foolishness, a lack of knowledge, maliciousness, greed, envy, jealousy, deception in the kingdom of God. 
I said God going to use that very same thing that Satan tried to destroy us with to prosper us in. Because Satan was called to lead into worship. And God took away his worship and his praise and allowed that for us to steal his plot. Because in the word it says, our praise steals the what plot of the enemy. So God took his praise and caused our praise to have him to prevail or not. And there we go again talking about Jesus on the water. And he's walking and he's walking and he's walking. Now after Peter begin to sink because his faith begin to fall. Christ helps him. They get on the boat. They begin to worship him. And it says, and immediately they were there. So he walked across the whole sea. Pretty much. Because everything with Peter happened so fast. You coming out the walk, he's stepping out, he's drowning. I'm helping him. I'm lifting him up. We get back on the boat. They're praising me and we're there. And when they get out the boat, the people begin to say, didn't Jesus stay behind to pray and sent them on their way? So why and how did he end up with them? And none of the disciples said anything. It wasn't that Christ told them not to say anything. Because he still released other miracles in the atmosphere. Some miracles has to be saved so they can be done. If he didn't lift up that fool before God, there wouldn't have been no multiplication. So you had to say something. It wouldn't have been no multiplication with the mother and her child down to their last meal, if the prophet did not say, what do you have for me? She was in a very awkward situation. This for me and my kid. We've been waiting to eat this all day, but we're trying to make it last. We've been itching and pinching because this is all we got, but we believe in God and not even aware that I'm about to fill up everything up in this place with my faith. My faith going to fill up every jar, every pot. Your faith going to fill up every area in your life, your account, your health, your children, your family, restoration, your sanity, your faith affords you greatly. That's why God dealt to every man the measure of faith. The same measure of faith. And everybody's measure is currently different. Because some believe and some don't. Some go in and out of believing and some walk type of faith. Can't be determined for the wrong thing. Gotta be determined. Gotta be determined for God. 
I'm not in this for no man. I'm not in this for no vehicles. I'm not in this for no house. I'm not in this for no publicity. I'm not in this for no popularity. I'm not in this for any earthly thing. I'm in this because greater is he. I'm in this because God so loved me. I'm in this because I am free. I'm in this because Christ loved me. I'm in this because he got beaten for me, wept for me, prayed for me, died for me, rose for me, afforded me, seated me. I'm in this because I know something. Can't nobody compare to what my God could do. It's only marriage because of God. It's only blessings and increase through some resources because of God. I can never forget. I have to take your mind off money and put your mind back on God. Because God is the one who releases the resources because he is the source. Sometimes we forget Everything is alright. Everything is already in place. Just continue to walk and exercise your faith and know that God is before you. Therefore, who can be against you? And knowing that everything is working itself out to the good of those, for the good of those who love the Lord. And you are amongst those. So he walked about three miles across the sea get on the boat and yet they are there and yet he have not mentioned how their faith were falling so much they were struggling and believing Christ and seeing Christ all day he didn't pick the 12 because of how they live what they done they were predestined to be chosen to be the 12. He needed a Judas in order to be betrayed. See, no one's going to betray me if they all are on me. No one's going to betray me if they want to be in my face and glorify me. No one's going to betray me if they don't operate in maliciousness. No one's going to betray me if I need to find somebody who's bold enough to betray their Messiah. Bold enough to have me to be in the hands of my accusers so I can die and rise on the third day. Who's bold enough to do that? No, he went out and said that how many hands you think would have been up? None. I see a man. He likes money. Okay. He likes money. Okay. He loves money. I see. Okay. He'd do anything for money. Okay. He already has sold his soul for the money. Okay. You ever had someone that try to talk somebody out of doing something good for you because they thinking about themselves? Somebody might want to buy you something and spend, you know, a little bit more. Well, how about you saving? You know, you don't got to spend all that. Like you're taking all our money. Hold on, wait. That's why I'm in Christ. With that precious oil. They're going to do this. Oh, wait a second. We can, 
you know, get your poor, like you said, and uh, how many poor have you given to Judas? Come on, stop lying. Now you can't. Imagine Christ saying that. Hallelujah. I noticed Christ did not hold back his tongue when it was time to release words of wisdom. Because you cannot continue to think you can walk around speaking foolish. You don't have to say nothing a lot of the times. And there'd be enough said. Sometimes we got to know when to be quiet and allow God to move. And trust me, people see how God is moving in your life. See a person that keep trying to talk and, and try to talk, talk, talk and try to prove a point to talk. That's because they're not convinced themselves. So I got to talk, talk, talk to convince you because for real, for real, I don't even know myself. But a person who know that they know who they know and they know that they know they know they hear it from God. Don't have to say nothing but continue to watch God move. Because you already where he already worked it out. But you got to keep stirring yourself up. It don't matter what it looks like even though I can still look. Jesus. It don't matter what it sounds like even though I still can hear. Because those are not the words that I'm going to listen to. Not the words I'm going to pay attention to. Not the words I'm going to even gravitate to. Nor proceed to be a part of my reality. I'm going to listen to what God has to say. Now I'm seeing it in two different ways. I'm seeing in the natural and I'm seeing in the spiritual realm. But the spiritual realm is the super on the natural. Therefore I live from that reality and that reality alone I live. Your Lord walked across the entire sea. And wind up on the boat right before they got off. And no one said anything. See, he knew which 12 to choose. And that's why and how the law was fulfilled. It had to be John Mark on that mission trip with Barnabas and Apostle Paul because God knew he was going to ditch out. And there goes the mentioning of Silas. You understand? God knows everything. He knows who to place in your path. God has placed Recently, so many elders in my path and God is having to pour out on me. And every time they come around me, we're doing communion. Here, take the cup. I'm like, okay, here, drink, eat. Don't we got to break the bread first? Just drink, just do it both at the same time. Just take, enjoy. Anointing and pour in because they see what's coming next. See, when you are humble and I'm humble, I'm not going to feel threatened. I'm going to feel enlightened because as the generation goes, it gets better. So I can imagine how much more my son and God say, so shall your seed, so shall your seed be blessed. What's coming out of me? How great that is. You think you say great in me? People think they seem great at you. What greater is coming out of you? 
great so I realized I gotta really really do so much pouring into my kid much more to see teens on fire for God and I don't mean just to look like it. I mean, really fire up for God. Because you know what it's like when people do things because everybody else doing it. So I'm going to look like I'm doing it too type of thing. No, I mean, I'm doing it because I feel what God is doing type of thing. Hallelujah. Glory be unto God. I said, Father... My God, all the things that you are doing in and through our lives. You are walking on water already. While you still continuing to say, great is thy faithfulness, oh God. Continue to keep doing what you're doing and go further while you're doing it. Don't ever go from being nice to being mean again. Let us not ever go from being kind being gentle, being patient, to being impatient again. Let's not go from stop gossiping and don't you feel good that you don't do it to start doing that all over again. No, we got to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. I realize I know it's Satan when I see any of you and myself start doing things that we know not to consider to do. Now, I have learned long enough to know every time I have done that, that was connected to Satan. Every time I try to reconsider or make an excuse as if it's okay to do what I've been saying to all of you that's not for us to do and yet because it comes upon me I think it's okay to do. No, that's Satan. No sex before marriage means no sex before marriage. Now, if I say that to you and I preach that because I know I'm supposed to preach that, there's nothing but the words of God saying that. And yet, because I'm being in that situation and I'm currently preparing to get married, oh, it's okay for me to do? No way. How much more am I going to feel the chastisement when I'm aware of what I'm supposed to do? We will be held accountable for what we know. That doesn't mean not wanting to find out. So you won't be held accountable. So we won't be held accountable. You understand? There's no way. I tell you not to gossip. And yet, because it's knocking on my door, I get to entertain it and it's okay for me. Nah. What we say, that's how we live. Because that's what turns people away when we say things that we don't do. So we have to evaluate our walk.
that's dishonoring for you all to see me do what you heard me tell you not to do. And it puts you in a situation where you have to just continue to love me anyhow, even though you're disappointed because you believe that much in a woman of God as a vessel to really practice what she preached. I realize just because I'm in church doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. Just because I'm in church don't mean I can't make a false covenant. Just because I'm in church, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just a person who wanting to get my life together. But it has to take me to want to give my input for God's output regarding knowing that it already has worked itself out together for my good. You understand? If Christ could walk across the entire sea, he walked across the entire sea. I researched, you understand, the distance from that time, even though it has been extended now because everything expands as time goes on because new things are added and built it. He walked across the entire sea. Can you imagine what was going on with him and God talking to God? God looking down, seeing his son in the form of a flesh, a three-part being, in the form of being a three-part being. I'm looking at you, Christ. Do you know Christ don't look like how he came here? <laughs> it says... <laughs> Isaiah 53, he came unappealing, scrawny. That's not our Messiah that came down. I was wondering, how in the world did he get up on the third day and make his way to Galilee and no one noticed it was him? And it says in the scripture that he appeared to be a gardener to one person. But the thing about it is, it wasn't that you were in a disguise in such a way that you have on some clothes they couldn't understand or even contain or perceive that that is you. I'm going to slow it down. But seriously... It's because you rose into your original identity as our Messiah. There goes your beauty. There goes the might. There goes the strength. There goes the muscle. <laughs> he was scrawny, wimpy looking. Christ said, okay. <laughs> they get it. <laughs> I'm about to go wimpy, dimpy looking. God. He said, they got it, Q. They got it. <laughs> Jesus, I love you. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> and when he has risen, they didn't know it was him. They say, I, you know, truly look. That's why when he was cooking the fish and providing, excuse me, we're preparing the bread, as they were toiling all night, he's fixing them food while they out there toiling for food that they couldn't catch. But he said, have you caught anything? They still didn't even know it's Christ because he was in his original state as our Messiah. They don't know who this strong, handsome man is. 
was this? And guess what? He wrote, oh, come on, cry. I just got that. I felt it. You risen in your original state in the flesh? Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. See, he died from sickness. He died from all those things. He had to die to it, to die from it so we could be away from it. And guess what? It was no longer a part of him when he got up. So he didn't get up looking scrawny. He didn't get up looking broke. He didn't get up in the way that he died. He got up in his true identity. He got up looking like Christ himself in the flesh. Now, had he came here looking like that, they wouldn't believe, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you Messiah. But he came looking like Isaiah said, unappealing and scrawny. <laughs> he said, you keep talking about the scrawny part. Christ, come here. <laughs> and you appreciate it. <laughs> it's in this picture. <laughs> it's helping my message. <laughs> and <laughs> he's just joking. And you know what's so amazing? Is that he's sitting at the seaside fixing them food. And they hear him saying something. They look back like, no, we didn't catch anything. Don't know it's Christ. They didn't know until he released that miracle. Only Christ can do this. That's Jesus. That's why Peter took off them fishing garments, dived in that water, and swam. And they sat and ate. And you know what's so amazing? That was... You understand? An amazing time they seen him. But when they encountered him in the room, you can imagine how they look. This is how you really look. You're the complete opposite. You are Messiah. Do you know how they had to feel? Oh my goodness, we didn't believe for real, for real. We, I mean, we, we was hanging in there without believing with that all the time. But oh my goodness, it's true. And there goes Thomas coming in there all late, probably to work or whatever. Or probably took him some convincing for him to get there. He didn't have any phones to say, look, he's here. No, he had to wait. They had to wait till he get there. No faxes, no any of that. So he gets there. He, he really don't believe. He had him to touch where he was pierced. And he said to Thomas, blessed are those who believe and have not seen Thomas. So I'm going to tell you how they had to look. He went down one way and got up another way. And that's why the angel asked to help him, to assist him to unwrap himself. And he was, you know, pretty much saying, thank you, but I got it. I got it. Do you know how good he felt to get up? No, he would, but it's all over. It's over now. It's over now. It's like you moving your house. All that it took for you to get that house, all that history reporting, all that, you know, verifications and all that stuff. It's over now. We moving in. Even with marriage, all that you going through to prepare. And now you at the altar. I now pronounce you Mr. and Mrs. such and such. It's all over now. Come on, somebody. The doctor say you cannot conceive. Go to the hospital and you hear your baby heartbeat. Oh, it's all over now. You can't help, but now you're having more than what you can actually even think. Oh, it's all over now. 
God can do anything he wants to do. And some of the things we want him to do, there's no need for him to do. Because he wants to be the one to show up in our lives in those ways that we want other things to show up. We want other things sometimes to be the reason why we say we bless, but it only takes God to do, God to be, to know that we are because of him. I want to go back to that, talking about Christ in the flesh, looking as himself in the flesh. I just got that today. He didn't get up the way he went down because he went down to death and got up unto life. He didn't get up looking alive in the way that he came here to bear. He came in a complete opposite. Came here. <laughs> there you go, scrawny again. Jesus, I'm scrawny. <laughs> Unappealing. And you understand? He on joke top. <laughs> But I'm so serious, guys. I'm so serious. He's so good. He came here. That's why they didn't know it was him. They did not know till he released that miracle. And it says that they wasn't that far away from the sea. I mean, from the shore. Christ wasn't that far away from where they were. You can imagine how they felt. When they were eating with him, Christ never said, Peter, didn't I tell you he was going to deny me? All you guys left me hanging, man. All y'all carried me. No, it took all of them to do what they really didn't want to do and had no other way out of doing because it had to be done because it's written for him to be portrayed. In order to be portrayed, you had to be in the hands of your accusers. In order to be in the hands of your accusers, you had to be accused of doing something. You understand? So he chosen the right 12. He chosen the right 12. And I know this off a subject, but I thought it was interesting that the 12 tribes of Israel is so amazing. And when Jacob began to bless his sons and release their inheritance, he took Judas away. Excuse me, Reuben's away because he slept with his concubine. And he felt some type of way about it. He vented a lot about it. But he still had given him a tribe. But there goes God releasing his blessing upon Reuben. Because in the Bible it says they all had an inheritance but Levi because God became Levi's inheritance of the Levites. So if God released an inheritance on Reuben, that means that Reuben, like he has a tribe. So that would have been before God had released a Inheritance on Levi, it would have been 13 tribes.
Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Because he had twins, so that made it an extra tribe. It would have been 13. And God has released the Levites from even being a tribe because he, are, he is their inheritance. Excuse me. So it went from 13 very quickly to 12, instantaneously. God, help me to see something out the window. Before I get off of here, I want to say this, guys. Continue to believe that everything works itself out for your good. Hallelujah. And continue to do what you're doing unto the Lord. I love you.